Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Tonight, I'm going to lay hands on people and minister, pray for the baptism in the Holy Spirit, if, for those that have not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and those that have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. This teaching will really help you in terms of understanding what is available for you. What happens when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? The word baptism comes from the Greek word baptismo, which means to be immersed, submerged. And there are actually three baptisms for the New Testament church. That's why when you look at Hebrews chapter 6, it talks about the doctrine of baptisms, plural. One you find in 1 Corinthians 12 is being, being baptized into the body. That means when you become a believer, born-again Christian, you're added, you're immersed into the body of Christ. You become a part of the body of Christ. In order to be a part of something, you have to be in it. You, you go into the body of Christ. That's the new birth, the washing of the new birth, regeneration. Of course, second one, the most obvious one is water baptism, which we're going to have here in a couple of weeks' time, even less than that, I guess, in about 10 days' time. On April 16th, we're going to have water baptism. Just during the prayer meeting last night, we were praying, and then um, the Lord spoke to me. He said, have baptism. So it wasn't planned. Oh, no, we're going to have baptism. Yeah, Holy Ghost said it. That means he's got a plan for it. We've got people that are going to be baptized on the 16th on Sunday, after the Sunday morning service. It's going to be powerful. And our baptisms are very powerful here because they don't just go into water. They go into fire. Hallelujah. And, of course, the third baptism is baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is being immersed into the Holy Spirit. Just imagine what happens when you are immersed into water. Imagine that as being immersed into fire. When you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're immersed into fire. You're immersed into the Spirit. It's a powerful thing that happens. So seven results of baptism in the Holy Ghost. Tonight, my message is seven results of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And I got fired up about this because I preached it about three hours earlier for my Turkish television program. And it was powerful. So I felt, man, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do that tonight in the, in the service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. First result of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And, and this is actually in reference to what he said in verses 4 and 5. He said, you know, wait, tarry in Jerusalem in a few days. You'll receive the promise of the Father. You'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. John truly baptize you in the Holy Spirit, verse 5, but in a few days you'll be baptized. I'm sorry, John baptized you in water, but in a few days you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And right after that he said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So there is a coming upon. Can you see that? Coming upon. Something from higher coming upon you. And Jesus, when he said, you shall be endued with power from on high. Power, Holy Ghost is going to come upon you Power from on high, and you shall receive power. The word is dunamis, dynamite, explosive power. So, first result of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is we receive supernatural empowerment by the power of God. We receive supernatural empowerment. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you receive supernatural empowerment. Everything changes. The power of God comes into your life. You receive supernatural empowerment. The second result of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, we receive supernatural empowerment to function in the supernatural gifts of the Spirit and taste the powers of the world to come. Taste of the powers of the world to come. Now, if you look at Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, this is what it says. 
Hebrews 6, 4 and 5. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age or the world to come. The powers of the age to come. Think about this. We are currently in the church age. But there's another age coming where we will be forever in the eternal kingdom. We'll be in heaven. Think about this. But we get to taste of the powers of the age to come. Now. Think about this. We're going to be in the glory of God for all of eternity. But you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to experience the glory of God. We get to taste. Come on, say taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. My God, I think I'm tasting some of that right now. <laughs> we get the taste. Easy, we get the taste of the powers of the age to come. That means we get to taste heaven now. Most Christians have no clue. They've never tasted the power of the age to come. The powers that they have no idea of the presence of God, the glory of God, what's available to us. They just think that someday, somehow, one day, when they get to heaven, finally, you know, they'll get to see the glory of God, experience the glory of God. But we get to taste of it now. We get to we get to taste of the heavenly gift. Think about this. We get the taste of the heavenly gift. We become, we become partakers of the Holy Spirit. We get to partake of the Holy Spirit. Tasting the good word of God. Tasting of the powers of the age to come. Glory to God. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit brings heaven into your life. Because he came from heaven. He came from above, the outpouring of the, and he, he, he comes and he brings heaven. Heaven is in you. The atmosphere of heaven comes into your life. <laughs> so wherever you are, you're, you're actually already in heaven. You're connected to heaven already. Because the Holy Spirit brings the atmosphere of heaven into your life. Think about that. <laughs> the joy of heaven. The kingdom of God is in you. It's not eating or drinking. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, someday, somehow, when we finally get to heaven, we'll have some joy, brother. You can have joy right now. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy of the Lord. In you. Kingdom of God in you. Well, brother, you know, finally when we get to heaven, we'll have peace. No, you'll have peace right now. Peace of heaven, joy of heaven in you. Glory to God. <laughs> the heavenly gift. What is the heavenly gift? Well, if you read 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the nine gifts of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with gifts. It's a party. You only bring gifts to a party, don't you? When he comes, it's a big party, man. He comes with gifts. He brings supernatural gifts. <laughs> he brings gifts. He brings the revelation gifts. The word of knowledge. Supernatural information about the past or the present. Think about that. What a gift that is. He shows you what happened in the past. He shows you what's happening now in the present. Think about that. Supernatural. Supernatural. You'll know things you... You would not be able to know in the natural. He'll give you supernatural information about the past and the present. He'll bring you the word of wisdom, which is supernatural information about the future. Because Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll not only remind you of the things I've taught you, but he will show you all things to come. Think about knowing the future. The advantage you have in seeing and knowing the future, man. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You'll always be one step ahead of the enemy. 
Imagine operating that way in business. Imagine operating that way in your marriage. Imagine operating that way just in ministry. Imagine operating just in your life. Just imagine operating. When you know things that are they're going to happen before they happen. And you're prepared because you have strategy. You have wisdom now. You know what, what wisdom is? Wisdom is knowing what to do. Wisdom is the ability to apply, apply knowledge. A lot of people have knowledge, but they don't, have, they don't know how to apply it. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge at the right place at the right time to get the right results. That's wisdom in your finances. How many of you need wisdom in your finances? Could he not give you wisdom on how to invest because he knows the future? Amen. Could he not tell you before everything crashes, pull your money out? Could he not tell you, put your money in this cryptocurrency, move it out of this one? I mean, that's, it's happening. People, there's a community of people pressing into the things of God to operate in that realm. We're going to have another meeting about that on the 12th. And come and learn on the, on the 12th. Of, is it the 12th? 12th, 12th. What time is that? Is it 3 o'clock? 3.30 in the afternoon, come in the fellowship hall we're going to have. Is that, that's next week already? Next Wednesday. Oh, Lord. That'll be like halfway into April already. And the third one, this is a powerful one. The revelation gives discerning of spirits. You know what discerning of spirits is? Is the ability to see into the realm of the spirit. To know what kind of spirits are in operation. So the other day, uh, I had a couple of dreams, and Pastor Rose had another dream. She said, hey, we, we need to pray. I said, she said, I saw this big, big, ugly man, with he had all these guns. And she, she goes, you know, like all the guns that you have and you watch on YouTube about. You know, she can, like, she, he had all these different guns, and he was trying to shoot at us. And he was trying to shoot at us and shoot at our people. And you were looking for your weapon to take him out. I said, well, that's just spiritual warfare. Let's take authority over that right now. You foul devil of hell. Whatever you planned against us. You know, whatever weapon you have formed against us and against the church, in the mighty name of you, I take authority over that foul thing right now. I command you to cease and desist your operation. I break your power. No weapon formed against us shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. I send confusion upon your upon you and i disarm you i take authority over you in the name of jesus i put you under my feet the blood of jesus i send the fire of the holy ghost for the weapons of the enemy to unravel for i have stronger weapons i have the name of jesus i have the blood of jesus i have the power of the holy ghost and we prayed we broke that thing whatever it is whatever it was but it's not the we deal with, deal with that realm all the time when you're a leader in ministry you have to deal with that stuff all the time Hallelujah. So he'll show you what's going on. He'll show you what's going on. He's shown us things are going to happen. Yeah, if I begin to tell you the things are going to happen, get ready because there's a major thing that's about to happen here in the church. Whole, I mean, it's a whole new realm coming. I've seen it. I'll tell you when the time comes. You're going to have to flow in the Holy Ghost to flow with us. If you don't pick up your tent and follow us as we follow the cloud, you'll be left behind. <laughs> Glory to God. What happened here? This thing's printed backwards. All right, here we go. Discerning of ability to see into the realm of the Spirit, to know the kind of spirits that are in operation. Jesus said, this woman that has been bound by a spirit of infirmity 18 years. That's, his, that's the discernment. He knew the kind of thing that was in operation. Jesus also operated by the gifts of the spirit. Paul, seeing a young, young woman that was speaking, even though she seemed to be saying the right words, these are men of God, follow them. But he saw that she was operating by a spirit of python, a divination, a witchcraft spirit. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And the spirit left her. Think about that. Discerning of spirits. How much we need that right now. Somebody might come to you. They look amazing. And then ugh, you feel like ugh, something just makes you sick. What is that? The Holy Ghost. And then you pray. Lord, what am, what am I feeling? And he's going to show you. 
Even though they all look amazing and smiley and cute, but something else is operating behind that. You, we need that discerning of spirits. Come on, somebody. That's supernatural empowerment to understand what's going on. Hallelujah. And of course, I'm not saying it's only the demonic realm. Discerning of spirits is also when you see the glory of God. Seeing the cloud of glory is discerning of spirits. Seeing the pillar of fire is discerning of spirits. Seeing angels. Many, have, many saw holy angels of God in the, throughout the Bible. Yeah, last night we were praying in the prayer meeting. Brother Ron is sitting there running security, but he's getting hit. He says, Pastor, I saw 10-foot angels in this place. They were an assignment. They were an assignment to protect us, and, and they were an assignment for the next level. He says, he goes, I saw them, 10-foot angels walking around this church, and he got hit with the Holy Ghost there, and he was like shaking when he saw them. That, what is that? That's, they were here, but he saw them. he couldn't barely he could barely speak he took the mic and he got smashed trying to talk about the angels he saw in the church hallelujah i've never seen any angels i've seen my wife and my daughter i believe i have actually seen i i believe i actually had several manifestations of angels but it, they appeared in human form and the Bible says, you know, you know, when you entertain strangers, sometimes you may be actually entertaining angels. I'll never forget. This is so amazing. We were, this is 1997. I had my team. We were doing street evangelism in Turkey. And we went to this rough area, like, like rough area of the, one of the cities we were. And then I had a, a guy with me. And then we had the van. I always had a guy in the van <laughs> ready to go because we were doing Bible distribution. We're talking about, you know. And then we're given... And we were talking to some young people, and I looked to my right, this sweet old lady came. I mean, she looked like she was 80, 85, sweet-looking old lady. She comes to me, smiling, grabs my arms, touches my arm, says, young man, you best be going now. The, the men are coming. I mean, she said the men are like, you know, the Turkish men, they're coming, and they, when they come, it's not good, because we're talking to the young people. And... And she went, and I, and I turned to the guy next to me, he says, hey, and I turned, she was gone. I said, whoa, what happened to the lady? I said, oh, I think that was an angel of the Lord. Let's get out of here quickly. We made a run right to the, uh, to the van, and probably just a few minutes later, the man showed up to beat us up. Think about that. I mean, how many times, I mean, uh, one time I was, uh, I, I was, Traffic in Istanbul was insane. Don't even, don't even, please, please, please. Don't even complain about the traffic here. You ain't seen nothing yet until you've been in Istanbul traffic. And I mean, I'm waiting for the light to turn green, for to walk across the street. Light, light turns green, and I don't know what happened. I was distracted because you have to watch. Green light don't mean nothing. <laughs> you better be looking everywhere and praying in tongues when you're crossing, you know. I went like this, and this huge, I mean, this, I don't know, this car came out of nowhere, this taxi just flying, and I was like this, and something just pulled me right back. And I, and I looked back, said, I was about to say, thank you, sir, there was nobody behind me. I don't know, it was an angel of the Lord just grabbed me and pulled me right back. So how many of you have had experiences like that? Come on. Angelic help. Many times we didn't even know it. So seeing angels or just even discerning of spirits, because angels are spirits. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe an angel of the Lord. Maybe an angel of the Lord, Lord will come and speak to you. I've heard of people that had an angel appear to them as a child and told them about what their calling was, their ministry was, and other things like that. So what a powerful, powerful, supernatural assistance. Come on, somebody. And then you have the power gifts. So these, the, the first three were the revelation gifts because these reveal something. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. And then you have the power gifts, the gift of faith. The gift of faith comes on you and you become like Elijah and you outrun chariots. You're going down I-95 outrunning a Ferrari. 
That it's going to take the gift of faith. To the gift of faith comes on you, and you'll take up 10-ton city gate, put it on your back. Gift of faith will come on you. You'll take the jawbone of a donkey and go attack 300 soldiers. You have to have the gift of faith to take a jawbone of a donkey to go attack 300 armed soldiers. Because you would, you would, your mind would be flipping out. You know the gift of faith must have been on David when he said, I'm going to go take out this Goliath, this, this giant. That was the gift of faith speaking. You, you, <laughs> you don't have a 16-year-old boy wanting to go fight a, a champion, and you know, a man of war all of his life. Unless the gift of faith comes on you and you go, I'm going to take him out today. I'm going to feed his carcass to the birds of the air. I'm going to chop off his head with his own sword. That has to be the gift of faith. Come on, somebody. We came here with the gift of faith. Nobody in their right mind leaves a church of 18 years, 12 full-time staff, Bible school, traveling, going to nations, all of that stuff, and comes to a city where nobody knows them, with no staff, no help, until Josh came on board and the two people that were going to come basically said, we're not coming two weeks before we're coming. And seven suitcases flying to Miami International Airport on Turkish Airlines, one-way tickets, no car, no house, no furniture, nothing. Come to a city where nobody knows you. You're starting a church in two weeks. That was six years ago. Six years ago, today's the fifth? Six years ago yesterday. On a Tuesday. Think about that. And on the 23rd, start a church. Think about that. In a building you've never seen, except in pictures on Craigslist. <laughs> and you know, the pictures always look better than the real. <laughs> That's the gift of faith. That's the gift of faith. Because the gift of faith came on me the night on 4th of July, 2016, when I had the dream to come. River WPB. Think about that's the that's the gift of faith. With nothing and nobody trusting that God's gonna send the people like Doreen. Amen. We had volunteers meeting, one volunteer showed up. They told me 12 were coming, but there was only one. I mean, we didn't have time to come here and get. <laughs> so Doreen was the 12, actually. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That's the gift of faith. You don't attempt something like that unless the gift of faith is on you. And we knew that. We knew we, 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 we couldn't fail. I remember being on the phone with Pastor Ron. I said, we can't fail. He said, that's the gift of faith talking. I said, yes, sir, it is. Because he, that's how, that's the, that's the gift, that's the faith that he operates, that's the gift that he operates by. He always talks about it. He says, if there's one gift I'm going to take, it'll be the gift of faith. How do you think all that stuff is popping up out of nowhere in Tampa? With millions of dollars of stuff paid for by cash. It's the gift of faith. How do you think we're going to take that other place? By the gift of faith. Amen. Gift of faith. Gift of faith. I like the gift of faith. Gift of faith sees things. And just knows that, knows that, knows that, knows. It'll happen and it cannot fail and will speak it. Hallelujah. Oh, I sense the gift of faith is coming on some people here tonight. Hallelujah. And you know, here's the thing. The gift of faith wasn't just on me. It was on my wife. It was on my 12-year-old daughter. My 12-year-old daughter had the gift of faith on her. My sweet Gloria right behind this camera right now had the gift of faith. No, not this one. That one. Put this one. Okay, that, that one. She had the gift of faith. Sometimes she rebukes me. I'm talking and she's riding in the car with me. She goes, Dad, you better speak faith right now. Why are you speaking? I'm like, oh, thank you, honey, for, for rebuking. She has more faith than I do. Well, you know what? She was raised up in it. I wasn't even saved at her age. I had, I had, I had a heard an audible voice, but I was confused. Going to Bible study, sitting in the back, wondering why are these people clapping? The happy clapping guy with the guitar. What is that? That's, that's... 
I wasn't raised in this. Yeah, she said, we're going to have a great kids' church, Dad. Power of God's going to touch those kids. She's 12. She's like, Dad, I see five-year-olds baptized in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. At age 12, it was a gift of faith. It was on the whole family. It has to be. I can't come alone. They have to be with me. We got to get an agreement. Somebody said the gift of faith. It's supernatural faith. God just gifts you this supernatural faith. To believe and speak for big things. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's coming on you now. The gift of faith is coming on you for finances and business. Jesus. 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 <laughs> lift your hands because it's coming on some other people right now <laughs> the gift of faith a download of super duper high octane jet fuel rocket fuel gift of faith nitrous <laughs> it's like you know it's in that uh, Fast and Furious movies, you know, they got that, they turn on that, what is that, nitrous oxide, right? When they turn that, when, when they turn that valve of nitrous oxide, they get that extra boost. That's exactly what the gift of faith is. It's that extra boost that comes by the Holy Ghost. It's like the Holy, come, come here. It's like the Holy Ghost, uh, no, no, just come over here, just stand like that. Put, okay, it's like the Holy Ghost comes on you and you go, Okay, come, come here, because I don't know if you got that, but get, come over here. It's like the Holy Ghost comes on you. You're just moving slowly, and then, then that's the gift of faith. Man, I felt that. <laughs> you see now why the Holy Ghost wants a bunch of people sitting in a bunch of dead, ear-tickling, seeker-friendly churches because they're never going to hear about this stuff. They're never going to hear about this stuff. They'll be doing this. I walk by faith. Acceleration. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this tonight. I have to do a part two, but power gifts. I knew that when I was going to get to the gifts, this was going to be challenging. But I didn't want to just, you know, skim over it, but faith, gift of faith. It's like God just pours faith into you and just poof, accelerates you hallelujah i see the lord doing something with the two of you there jesus levi's shirt and espiritu santo shirt come on lift your hands i just sense power of god's coming on you right now in the name of jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah, gloria a Dios, amen. The gift of faith, that's the, that, that's, that's the, the gift to accelerate, that's the gift to accelerate, that's the, that's the gift to be able to do impossible things, to believe and to receive the manifestation of impossible things, hallelujah. <laughs> Preaching myself happy here tonight. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm glad I came tonight. Glory to God. I feel like I'm getting a boost right now. 
I just got, feel like I got the booster rocket strapped on me. I'm going into orbit right now. Woo! The gift of faith gives you the ability to receive a miracle. And a miracle is something that is out of the ordinary, out of the natural. A miracle stops the natural course of events, sometimes reverses the natural course of events. Joshua standing, speaking to the, the sun and the moon to stand still for one more hour. Think about that. That had to require the gift. I mean, can, can, I command you, sun and moon, stand still for an hour. That gift of faith has to come on you to speak that way with authority. Hallelujah. And then you actually see the manifestation of it as a miracle. I mean, imagine that miracle. I don't know if the earth stopped or they stopped. I don't know. But I mean, that, that is like the solar system was affected by a man speaking. And you think that your finances can't be affected? You're the, come on, somebody. It's the, sol, the entire solar system. The entire solar system was affected by a man speaking by the gift of faith. My Lord. And you're, about, you're worried about your rent. What a mighty God we serve. Come on, somebody. Then the working, of, the working of miracles. The working of miracles. You got to work the miracle. Working of miracles. Go, go catch a fish, Peter. Put down a hook. Open its mouth. You'll find a shekel. He had to still work the miracle. He had to get involved. You have to get involved in the miracle. Miracles don't happen with just you sitting there. All right, I'm waiting on my miracle. Waiting on my miracle. You're going to wait a long time. You got to get up. You got to do something. You got to work it. Work it. I don't know what it is. God's going to give you instructions. You're going to do your part, which is going to be the natural. He's going to do his part, which is going to be the supernatural. Amen. Fill the water pots with water. Natural. Water pots were there. Water was there. They filled them. But then, when they begin to pour it out, turn into wine. They had to get involved. You're going to have to get involved. Hallelujah. Go find every empty pot and vessel you can find from the neighborhood. Go send out your sons and just start pouring from that little jar of oil. And that little jar of oil just kept flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing until every pot and pan was filled until there was no more to fill. And then it stopped. Think about that. They had to get involved. They had to go get all that stuff, bring it. Then they had to have the faith to pour it out. And then God multiplied. That oil just kept flowing and flowing and flowing. So same thing in your life. God's going to give you instructions, and you're going to have to do something. And then and you'll see the miracle manifest. And many times the gift of faith and the working of miracles will work together. Because the gift of faith, you'll need the gift of faith to work that miracle. They usually work in combination. They, they're not just standalone gifts. You might go to bed tonight, you'll have a dream. And in the dream will be a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom together. And maybe even the discerning of spirits. All three might be in effect in one dream in Revelation. So don't just compartmentalize these things. They work a lot of times in combinations. Hallelujah. Like a double-barrel shotgun to blow away the enemy. Hallelujah. And then the gifts of healings. We're, not, we're on number six. These are the power gifts. The gifts of healings. These are gifts that, of course, will bring healing. Physical healing. Hallelujah. And, and often, again, they'll operate together with a word of knowledge. You know, you, you might be going, okay, you know, there's somebody here that has a pain in their chest. Come up here. The Lord's going to heal you. You lay hands on them. They get healed. Well, that's a word of knowledge and the gifts of healings operating together. A combination of two gifts together. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So you'll get a word of knowledge about, particularly if it's actually it's about a sickness or disease, guess what's going to happen? Why is God giving the word of knowledge? Because he's releasing the healing for it. 
And so they'll operate in combinations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then you have the third group. Utterance gifts. After the revelation gifts and the power gifts. Revelation gifts are the ones that reveal something. Power gifts are the ones that do something. And then utterance gifts are the ones that say something. And these are going to be an utterance. They are spoken gifts. There is no unspoken prophecy. Prophecy is spoken. It is speech. It's an utterance in a known tongue. Amen. If you are, depending on who your audience is, obviously you're going to get an inspiration from the Holy Spirit. It's going to bubble up because that's exactly what it means. Prophecy, prophetia means a bubbling forth, tumbling forth, just like the joy bubbles out your belly. So, so when you allow the joy to bubble out your belly, you're actually becoming more in tune to be able to prophesy. The more you speak in tongues, the more you are filled with joy, it's the same flow. Just as you speak in tongues, just as joy is bubbling up, boom, a prophecy will bubble up out your belly and you'll speak a word. Onto edification, exhortation, and comfort. It'll just be an utterance that will come by the Holy Spirit. And it'll encourage somebody. It'll speak to somebody. It'll strengthen somebody. It'll bless somebody. And many times you prophesied and didn't even realize it. You just thought that you were just talking to a brother to encourage him, but it was coming up from your belly. Or maybe you felt an urge to call somebody to encourage somebody. It was actually, you were actually prophesying. You didn't even realize it because it didn't come across like, hey, thus saith the Lord. You know, it doesn't have to be that in that religious tone of voice or whatever. Amen. It's just, you spoke it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I spoke maybe five, maybe five, maybe at most ten minutes. Pastor Ronnie on the phone on Monday and we are just talking, but he just... Speaking to me by the Spirit. Man, when I hung up the phone, I felt like I was going to go run around the building. I just felt so refreshed and encouraged. And I, thought, I realized, oh, he just prophesied to me. He just prophesied to me. Amen. Hallelujah. And it, wasn't, it was just a regular conversation. But he was speaking some things. And it, it just, you know, it energized my spirit. Then I realized, hey, he was actually just prophesying. Uh, you know, we think we're having a conversation. And many times the same way. I'm, I think I'm having a conversation with somebody, but I'm actually prophesying to them. And they miss it. They just think it's a pastor's opinion. No, I was actually prophesying to you. Speaking to you by the Holy Spirit. If you grabbed it, it would have blessed you. It would have strengthened you. Yeah. But you just thought pastor's giving his opinion. I got mine. He's got his. All right, go then. Go on Facebook and see who else has got opinions. You got to understand when the Holy Ghost is speaking. You grab it because when you grab the word of the Holy Ghost, it's going to energize your spirit. It's that rhema word that's going to hit you. And you're going to be like, mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, and then sometimes you say, and then they go, well, I hope that happens. I hope so. No, no, no. You need to go, I know so. I believe it. I receive it. It's mine. I grab it. I'm putting it right in here. I'm putting it in, my, in a safe. I'm locking it up. I'm throwing away the key. It's mine. Ain't nobody going to steal that word from me. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not despise prophecy. That's exactly what it means. Do not despise prophecy. That means don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. Don't despise prophecy. Don't take the word of the Lord lightly. Hallelujah. There's a weight. Mm. There's a weight to it. There's a weight to the word of the Lord. It's not light. It's weighty. Hallelujah. It's... it's, it's when, when you get a word from the Lord, I mean, it's, it's weightier than a bar of gold. There's a weight to the word of the Lord. That's why when actually somebody speaks by the, by, by the Holy Ghost, there's a weight to it. Don't take it lightly. Don't think it as a man spoke to me. Hallelujah. I understand it depends on the source. I'm talking about a true prophecy. I'm not talking about prophesying. I'm talking about prophesying. 
I'm talking about a, a true word from the Lord. It's going to have weight. And that's, that's actually how you discern if it's from the Lord or not. Because it'll, it'll have an unction on it. Or if it's just prophylying, it'll be like... It'll be like a bag of hot air. Amen. But there'll be a weight to the word of the Lord. There's a weightiness on the word. It's powerful. Right? The word of God is powerful. Quick, alive. There's a quickening on it. There's like a life on the, on, on the word. When it comes, it's like you feel, the, you feel it. Like, ah, man, it's like, it's like feeding my spirit. I'm being injected. I'm like on a Holy Ghost life IV in my spirit right now, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Prophecy. Utterance in a known tongue. Depends on the audience, obviously. It would have to be English in, in an environment like this. Hallelujah. And then there's diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues which go together. This is not your prayer language tongues. This is, in, this is a tongue that needs interpretation so that it becomes a message to somebody. It's, like a, it's really like a prophecy. When there's a tongue and interpretation, it's equal to prophecy. Because prophecy is in a known tongue. But when there's an unknown tongue, it needs to be interpreted. And let me tell you right now. Sometimes, and, and this will happen. I'll, I might be up here and I'm just speaking in tongues. It's not my prayer language. I'm speaking in tongues. People are hearing the interpretation. Have you ever been in a situation like that? It was like you heard something. Like you actually heard the interpretation of a tongue spoken by somebody else. Somebody spoke it, you interpreted it. And it didn't necessarily need to be interpreted publicly because it was just for you. Or if it's public, then it, it, it would need to be interpreted. Otherwise, it wouldn't benefit anybody. Amen. One of the greatest greatest i mean I've, I've had multiple things i remember one time we were praying for a tanzanian guy that came to one of our house groups in the early days of the church in istanbul very 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 skinny tanzanian guy super skinny and we're praying for him i spoke in tongues he went like this he was a muslim he was a college student from a very wealthy tanzanian family and i guess his god dad was in government and everything so he was like very 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 scared to give his life to jesus but he had been coming and studying and everything so and i spoke a couple of sentences and he his eyes got this big he's like how do you know swahili i said i don't you just spoke to me in perfect swahili two sentences about my life but what i'm going through i'm like wow praise the lord what is that? Tongues and interpretation. So it was powerful. It was a sign. I have this friend in Turkey. He's a pastor now, spirit-filled. Back in the days, he wasn't spirit-filled because he was kind of discipled by Baptist missionaries. So, you know, they told him tongues, doesn't, don't believe in tongues, all that kind of stuff that he grew up around. He goes to a conference in England. Probably one of the greatest stories I've heard, really. He goes to a conf conference in England, um, and um, during worship, this lady behind him for 15 minutes just rebukes him and speaks to him in perfect Turkish. I mean, she's just going at him, going at him. Can, can you imagine? I mean, she's probably going, but it's like going at him like a machine gun. It's like, he was like scared to turn around. This lady was reading her, her, his mail and just up and down all of his heart attitudes and his thoughts and everything i mean he was just like railing into him i guess she probably didn't realize it she's just thinking i'm in intense tongues he was scared to turn around look she like rebuked him up up and down up and down so after the service he goes up to this i mean elderly lady i don't know maybe 60s 70s and, and then he starts speaking Turkish to her, like, like, like really actually kind of was scared to approach her. Comes to her, uh, 
you know, um, you said a lot of things to me in Turkish, and he's speaking to her, and the lady's just looking at him, and he keeps saying, and you said all this to me in, in, in my language, and how do you know all this? And she's just looking at him like, what are you talking about? Do you speak Turkish? In Turkish. No. Do you speak Turkish in English? Turkish? I've never even met a Turkish person in my life. What are you talking about? And then it was like he realized what was happening, and it was tongues. Now, I don't know, again, if she spoke perfect Turkish or she just spoke in tongues, and he heard the perfect Turkish. I don't know. But again, it's, he repented right there, and in that conference, got baptized with the Holy Spirit, came back to Turkey, a changed man. Think about this. The very man who was criticizing me for being a tongue talker came back talking in tongues. The Lord knows how to get people. <laughs> so diversities of tongues and interpretation of tongues. We only got through two. We're definitely going to do a part two of this, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, next week, next Wednesday. Let me do three, and then let's see what happens here, because I want to pray for people. Hallelujah. The third result, third result of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. We receive supernatural empowerment. We receive supernatural empowerment in our prayer lives. We receive supernatural empowerment in our prayer lives. Because obviously with the baptism in the Holy Spirit, there's the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and your prayer language gets activated. Your prayer language, supernatural prayer language gets activated. But go with me to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Romans 8, 26 through 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. So let's stop there in our weaknesses. So apparently, we have a weakness. Romans 8, 26. We have a weakness. What is the weakness? Brother, we're just so weak. That's not what it's saying. Because religion will take just that little part and make some nonsense doctrine out of it. Well, you, know, you know, the Bible says we're just so weak. <laughs> brother, we're just so weak, brother. We're just, we're just weak, brother. We, we, weak. Let the Bible interpret itself. It says for. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So he tells us the weakness. We don't know what to pray for. It doesn't say how. It says what. We know how to pray. Pray in tongues. But we don't know what to pray for. Because we don't understand everything. We don't see everything. We don't know everything. Amen. Amen. We don't know what we should pray. How, what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That word groaning is like something, like a deep cry in your belly. Like you just get this urge, like I need to pray. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to pray for, but I know that I'm supposed to pray. I don't know what to pray for, but I know how to pray. I pray in tongues. I pray in the spirit. I, be, I start praying. Until that deep urge, you feel like a release. It could be a minute. It could be an hour. It could be days. There were times I felt I carried stuff in my spirit for days and prayed it out in tongues. Until I felt the breakthrough. Amen. Now he, that is the Holy Spirit, who searches the heart's knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Twice you see, makes intercession, makes intercession. Intercession is what? Standing in the gap. Intercession is standing in the gap. Sometimes you're interceding for somebody else. You don't know what to, what to pray for, but it's for somebody else. Amen. You could be praying for somebody on the other side of the world and you don't even know it. You could be praying for me, you don't even know it. You could be praying for your brother, your sister. You could be praying for your parents, you don't even know it. But you just have this deep groaning to pray. 
and you end up interceding. So there's tongues for intercession. One of the four uses of tongues is for intercession. There's your personal prayer language of tongues, and then there's praying for others in tongues, and that's called intercession. You are actually standing in the gap. Come, again, let me get the two of you. Who did I have before? Okay, so, so you're wearing white, so I'll make you God. You're not the devil, trust me. You're just, you're just, you're just, you're just uh, Gabriel. You're, you're somebody. But it's like he needs to reach out to God. I mean, turn around. So here's God. No, no, look at him. God's trying to reach out to him, but he's not, he needs to reach out to God, but he's, he doesn't even know. So you're praying in, in, in the spirit. and So you're interceding and connecting him with God. He don't even have a clue what's happening. He needs God, but he doesn't even realize it. You're the one connecting them, standing in the gap, in, in between, connecting somebody else with, with the Lord. Amen? Thank you. So when you get that urge, man, it's, it, sometimes it's urgent. Urge, urgent. You better pray. Don't ignore it. Somebody's life, maybe your life could, be de- could depend on it. Your future, your children, I don't know. Somebody depends on it. Pray, pray, pray. Pray it through. Hallelujah. Sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night. You can't sleep. You're restless. What does that mean? You pray. You pray. And then you'll fall back asleep. Who's been there? Don't ignore the groanings. Don't ignore that urge. Pray it through till you feel you got the release, the, the peace of God in your heart. Okay? Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.